Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Amanda Jefferson. And I'm Brooke Forey. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, and real-life experiences and fails of trying to be good enough-ish. As busy, tired, flawed people attempting to keep it all together with some joy and fun in the mix. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I help clients defrazzle, organize, and declutter one-on-one. I have a brand new online course called Organized Every Day, and I speak to groups about how to quit the shoulds and live more courageously. And I created the Balance Bound Planner and line of stationary products that help you get organized and prioritize self-care so you can be a better human for everyone and everything else in your life. Balance Bound exists under the umbrella of Curious & Company Creative, a boutique branding design firm that I co-own. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. And you can email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. You can also support this podcast by joining our Patreon community at patreon.com slash goodenoughish. Now let's start the show. Let's do it. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Brooke. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I must say your hair is looking really lovely today. Really? I didn't do anything to it. I just did a little uh, sun bun, sun bum, sun bum, sea salt spray. Oh. Yeah. I used to use some random sea salt spray. I don't know. I've tried so many different products. Yeah. You're uh, looking very bouncy today. Thank you. So um, this is like day three curly hair. Uh-huh. I did like a refresh last night, actually, before I went to bed. Oh. And so then when I woke up this morning, it was like crazy curly. Yeah. So yeah, just trying some, you know, still learning this whole curly girl method. Yeah. This is our topic today. Mm-hmm. I love the segue. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Little segue. Yeah. That's our topic today. Yeah. Hair. Hair. Ever since we decided to talk about this, it is not a simple topic. It's not. I've been thinking and thinking it's not a simple, like, you know, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about like fanny pack feminism and hair. Oof. Very much kind of in that category, but we'll, mm-hmm. we're going to start simple. We're yeah. going to start light here. So, Tell me about, because you used to wear your hair really differently. I did. and But then you mentioned that, like, so walk me through, and you said something about study abroad, and then when you came back mm-hmm. from study abroad, you changed the way that you were doing your hair. And I want to know, so walk us through, what happened at study abroad, and why, when you came back, did you start d- doing your hair differently? Give us a little okay. hair. I'll give Brooke you hair history. The whole hair history. So, I have naturally curly hair. Yes. But, like, in the 80s and 90s, when I grew up, there weren't methods and products no. really specifically for curls. I mean, I'm sure there were, but I didn't know about them. Yeah. And um, I really never took care of my hair. It was just like it was what it was. In high school, I remember walking out the door with basically fully wet hair. Mm. You know, just I would pull it back in a ponytail. And then later in the day, I would take it out of the ponytail so the ends would be curly, but the top would be smooth. You know, <laughs> it was a whole whole thing. Yeah. Um. And when I went to college, you know, just I, I don't remember doing anything specific with it, but I did study abroad the summer after junior year. Where'd you go? Went to London. Mm. It was my first time out of the country, okay. out of the U.S. Did little mini trips to Paris and Rome. And that trip just really opened my eyes to the rest of the world. Yes. Um, and I came home and promptly got mono. 
So that oh, was not were you kissing. No, were I, you kissing British boys? I was not. I was not. All right. I mean, that would have been a much better story. But yeah. I came home. I basically felt sick on the plane ride home. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be sick. Yeah. And had mono like that whole summer because it was like a one-month study abroad or like five-week study abroad at the beginning of the summer. So then it was July and August. I was home, exhausted with mono. It was not fun. No. I felt so energized from the trip. And yet I couldn't do anything. I couldn't work. I was just exhausted yeah. from being sick. So I just went for the drastic change, cut my hair kind of short, and started straightening it. Okay. Also, this was going to be the year that I had to look for an internship for, you know, a design internship for my program at school. And so I wanted to look a little more grown up. A little more profesh. A little more profesh, a little more mature. And I definitely looked young in college. Like, I'm an August birthday, so I was by default, always a little bit old, uh, younger than a lot of my friends. But I also just looked young, um, had like the chubby cheeks still. And so I always <laughs> felt like I was trying to look older to be taken more seriously. So cut the hair short, started straightening it. And I did that. I straightened it for 18 years. Yeah, because that's how I met you. Yeah. I met you with that hair. Yes. And when I look back at pictures, I'm like, it never looked great. But I was just trying to look like everybody else, I guess. Yeah. I was trying to look more grown up, which, I, you know, also looking back, I don't think it did anything to make me look more grown up. But something in my head said, oh, well, straight hair is more grown up or right. whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's the hair story. And then COVID happened. And I had been hearing about this curly girl method. Yeah. And I had done a tiny bit of research, but it seemed really overwhelming. Yeah, it is super overwhelming. You got it me is. into it and I sort of figured it out, but it's really overwhelming. Right. And you don't have super curly hair. You have a little bit of a wave, right? A wave, yeah. yeah. So when COVID hit and I had been learning a little bit about the curly girl method, I thought, well, um, you know, now's as good a time as any to try experimenting with my hair because I'm not seeing anybody and got a lot of free time on my hands at home. Yep. Um, because work kind of disappeared for a little while there. So yeah, started getting into this. It's just been about two years now. And now I am fully embracing the natural curls. Yeah. I am never going back to a flat iron because oh my gosh, my hair was so damaged. And so it was probably dry. so much freaking work. It was so much work. I mean, even though keeping up with the curls is a lot of work, sure. it's, it's a lot of work like every four or five days. Exactly. I don't wash it as much. I should probably be washing it a little bit more. I don't think but so. Again, like the no poo folks. So, say no. Yeah. yeah. So today's what did I say? Like day three or four hair? I forget what day I washed it. Um, but I'm just kind of like embracing like it's a little bit frizzy. It's a little bit puffy. What yes. ifs? I'm just I'm over good trying fish. It's good enough fish. I'm just not trying to look like anybody else anymore. And I yes. think, you know, over the last several years, just the body positive movement, like a lot of things were all just kind of like, why have we been trying to look a certain yes. way for so long, trying to look like someone else for so long? So I think that's part of it too, just yes. like embracing what I've got, Yeah, um, going with the curls. How about you? What's You have really good bangs. Let's, <sighs> let's talk about the bangs well, because- I mean, I was definitely trying to have hair like yours for 18 years. Well, that's what I was going to say, too. Curly-haired people can't really have bangs, can they? So I was wondering, in the 80s, when we were all doing that terrible, terrible bang thing where we would hairspray them high, were you able to participate in that at all? So I didn't try to hairspray them high, but I most certainly had the bangs that I would then use a curling iron sure. to, like, you know, just the real thin, wispy bang. Right. And then, so it just, Oof. I was always fighting against the curl. And then if yeah. there was, like, 
any moisture in the air. It was just a disaster. Right. If it rained, don't even come near me because no. it's just going to be a bad, <laughs> a bad scene. I know. It's funny. So the bangs. So it's it was funny when you got curly hair. When you got curly hair. Yeah. <laughs> when you acquired <laughs> curly hair. When you started going curly, it, it was hard. It was like hard to get used to because I knew you. Like, you know, it was like a totally different change. And it reminds me of when I got bangs. I remember um, I was at my old job and um, I got bangs. And then the next morning we had to go in. It was like a staff meeting or something. And I remember one of my team members saying to me, I'm sorry, I didn't hear anything that you just said. <laughs> Did you get bangs? Like, I mean, you got bangs. Like, yeah. can, that's what we need to be talking about right now. Like, we don't need to be talking about the fundraising goal for the annual gala. We need to talk about your bangs. It's so funny. Like, it just changes, yeah. like, the way that you look. Yeah. I, I mean, remember when you got them, too. It was I, it, I was taken aback <laughs> a little bit. Well, They're really good, but it definitely changed your look. Well, you yeah. know, it's a similar story in the sense that, like, I've always had, like, kind of boring hair just like you know it's kind of a mousy brown and it's like straight ish but without the bangs always just hung kind of flat and i would try to curl it and i would end up looking like you know the chick on little little house on the prairie what was her name the one with the really bouncy blonde curls i don't know melissa gilbert no <sighs> no she was... not she she no she had a she had good hair i'm trying to anyway millie Anyway. But isn't it funny that, like, you were trying to add more body to yours? And yes. I was like, get mine as straight as possible. Well, that was funny because, you know, my sister growing up, she had hair like yours. Mm -hmm. And, I, and you know, she wanted the straight hair. I wanted the curly hair. We were always, always opposite. But my hair was always really boring. But I was always trying to make it better or more interesting. I remember there was this girl in high school that would show up with the most bouncy curls. And she would get up, like, two and a half hours before school. Nope to achieve that look and yeah. she was like the most popular girl in school and like why can't I be like her and that's that's what's so like complicated about this hair thing mm -hmm. because a lot of times what we're trying to do is just fit in make it look like everybody else you mm -hmm. know and the all the messages that are out there are you know trying to tell us to do that but anyway so the bangs for me were kind of like similar to the nose piercing that we talked about it was just sort of my attempt to embrace a little bit more who I am, be a little bit edgier, be a little bit more, you know, a little bit more different, a little bit more me. Yeah. You know? And work with what you got. You have such nice thick hair and you have the hair that I used to strive for. Mm -hmm. But once you just accept what you do have and learn to work with that and you have the best bangs and now people know know you for your bangs. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love my bangs and yeah. I a huge shout out to my stylist Mary Beth at Blush Salon mm -hmm. in Newtown Square. I've been going to her for god every time like 8 years or something like that. It's practically like our we grown up together like our kids are similar ages and I would go in there and I'd be like today's the day Mary Beth we're getting bangs. <laughs> and then I'd be like I'm not ready. Never mind. No. Never mind. You know, and then like three months later, today's the day I'm doing it. And then we finally did it. And so every time I come in, I'm always like, everybody's still loving the bangs. Yes. I know. Do you think, well, I mean, not that you know what you're going to do a couple years from now, but you feel like you're going to stick with them for a while. I feel like the bangs are always going to be a part of me. I see these like 80 year old, really chic women with the gray hair. And I'm like, I don't know. I think that's going to be me. Yeah. Perk of having the longer bangs too. You don't really have to pluck your eyebrows that much. <laughs> Oh. Things can get hidden under there very conveniently. The eyebrows should be a whole different episode, actually. Well, yeah, because 
I had a friend, we went on a girl's weekend recently, and she did my brows for me, the whole pencil and the mm -hmm. filler. And then she let my bangs down and was like, rah, rah. like, you can't even see all the hard work that I just did on your brows. Yeah. So I don't have to spend a lot of time on my brows, but I know that brows, you know, yeah. you don't have the bangs to hide. So you got to spend yeah. some time Yeah, and my eyebrows are like, we both have like dark, big-ish eyebrows. And mm -hmm. so I've got to, I've got to fill them in. Yeah. 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 They're, they're a bit of work too, but, but yeah, with the hair, I mean, I think- you know, one thing with this whole curly girl method, um, just becoming a lot more popular these days. I follow a lot of people on Instagram yeah. that are doing the curly girl method. And I think a lot of credit goes to like women of color. There are these products out there that were created by women of color with the bouncy curls. And so it's like, we're fine. Us white women are finally just catching on like, oh, you have to treat your curls differently yeah. than then you know, if if I did have a straight hair, like my hair routine is totally different from yours and it's yeah. totally different from the routine I tried to have for so many years. It was clearly not working for me. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of fun too. It be, I mean, granted, again, this was like height of the beginning of the pandemic. I was just looking for whatever could bring a little joy to my life. And I was yeah. like, this is kind of fun it experimenting fun. with new products, but it's also a lot of work like do men men don't care this much about their hair I they don't have to they just care about losing their hair mm -hmm. which i think is super stressful for men yeah you know because it's like hair has a lot to do with identity and power and all that kind of craziness so yeah i think men do stress about losing their hair but yeah now i feel more like doing my hair is not me trying to be somebody else or to like fit in with the cool girls, but I'm just having more fun with it. Yeah. Like I just bought this contraption. It's like a three barrel curling iron and it's essentially like a crimper. But if you do it right, it doesn't, if you do it right, which I'm not, <laughs> um, you get like beachy waves, mm. but I just look like an 80s you know, D-list star that just put my finger in a socket. So it's going, it's actually like in my return pile right now. I mean, now. aren't the 80s and 90s kind of back? So maybe you're just there trendsetting? Well, I have kind of like a shaggy haircut. So when I do these top ones, mm -hmm. it's not good, Brooke. No. Like things go in weird directions. You're going to have to show me. I'm going to need to see some It's proof. a contraption. Yeah. Um. I am experimenting with the reason why I've put the sun bum sea salt on my hair today is because even though my hair is wavy, it has a hard time holding a curl. I am learning to do a curl with the flat iron. Okay. Which doesn't make any sense to me, but it works. That's what I was doing for years there, trying to add some weight. You know, I like took away all the curl. I would blow it out yes. to be totally straight. And then I would add a curl. <laughs> Correct. Or add a wave with the flat iron. So, right. yeah, there's definitely a method. I mean, I do see some of these people on, like, their Instagram reels and the TikTok. I'm like, I mean, they just have it so figured out. But it also looks like it just takes a lot of time. How much time do you spend if if you're using your contraption? Like, are you just using it See, the nice fun? thing about the contraption is that it's really fast. It's kind of like crimp, 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 okay. crimp, crimp. It's very fast. But it just ends up giving you like these crazy weird 80 waves. Okay. Uh, the flat iron takes a little longer. Um, and then when I use a curling iron, I look like Barbara Bush. <laughs> Not the young one, the old one. Okay. Because yeah, I was going to say the I young mean, one. She's has... a real classy lady, so no disrespect to her, but it's just a little bit more like bouncy yeah. and country club that I'm looking for. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, I'm going to try the flat iron. Okay. <laughs> but flat iron but the whole point is, like, I'm trying to have fun with it. Yeah. Not try to look or be like somebody else. Just well, trying to have fun with and it. And with our hair, it's kind of like, who are we doing this for? And, I mean, I think Correct. that's a lot of, like, the way women, like, the way we get dressed, the way we do our makeup. Like, are we doing it for ourselves? Are we doing it for other people? You know, we're not out there on the prowl on dates and things like that. We're we're married women. We are. And um, you know, like who who are we doing this for? I think that's an important question. So with my hair, I realized when I was straightening it, I'm like, am I doing this to look like everybody else, to fit in, just to completely make my hair the opposite of what it truly is and my husband now he loves the curls like he had never seen me with curly hair either oh uh, yeah that's i funny. mean once or twice he like i had let it curl and he would be like wow you look so different and you know over the last two years he tells me all the time he's like your hair looks so fun i like it um but i'm not doing it for him or anyone else anymore it's just like this is me this is i'm having fun with it on days that i don't feel like doing it i just put it up on top of my head. And yeah. I don't know. I feel like as women, we feel a certain, we have to meet a certain standard. We have to look a certain way when we go out into the world. And like, ultimately, who cares? Right. I know. It's interesting. I mean, for me, you know, we're reading this book, We Should All Be Millionaires, that we've mentioned in a previous episode. And she talks about acting the part. Yeah. You know? And so for me, that's a little bit of what it is, you sure. know, putting on the jewelry and putting on the bold lipstick and feeling put together. I think the other thing that was interesting about the curly girl method that I learned about, and I'm getting into learning more about this with makeup too, is just how bad some of the normal hair products are for you. Yes. Like the main things I learned about were the um, sulfates, which mm -hmm. is mostly what you find in the shampoos, which are really, really harsh and strip the hair. And then the silicones, yes. which are the things that are in the products and the conditioners that, um, like, that's what, you know, gives it the shine. But they're really bad for your hair. Yeah. And a lot of the Curly Girl products that are approved don't have all of that stuff. Yeah. I so, definitely, yeah. like, I started spending more money on my hair products, but because I wash my hair less frequently, like, I feel like that justifies it. Like, a thing of yeah. conditioner lasts me so long. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I started, I mean… I've always been a budget shopper, and so I would just buy whatever cheap shampoo and conditioner there was and didn't really notice how it was actually affecting my hair. Um, but now I do try to buy products that are sulfate-free, paraben-free. I think that's it. Um, and then, you know, just buying some of the products that are specifically for the curls. Yeah. And I do like the deep conditioning a lot more. I never used to do anything like that. So yeah, I'm done fighting against it and just working with what I got. Love it. Now, one thing that I will still keep doing for the time being is coloring my hair because the grays have started to show themselves. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not ready. You're like, not ready. I mean, I see some people with beautiful silver hair. Like, I love, I love the people who can embrace going gray. Yeah. My mom went gray pretty young, and she's got this beautiful silvery she hair She really now. does. She has good color. Yeah, I mean, and does. I know that she she works on it. Um, but – Wait, what do you mean she works on it? Like, I mean, she still goes and gets it, like, I don't know if it's toned kind of or like whatever. Kind of out. Um, uh, yeah, I don't even know these okay, days. Okay, okay. I'll have to ask her what's the actual process. But um, – 
So but she's I'm, kind of gone natural, yeah. but she does something to make that natural process look a little bit more polished. I think okay, so. Okay, okay. We're update. Brooke I will, will update us. I on. will get the report from Fran and I will update you the next yeah. time because she's a listener. She schooled me on right, some laundry Fran. stuff the other day. Well, uh, that will be an upcoming episode. We'll, right, we'll post some up. We'll share okay. some updates. But all right. But yeah, so my mom went gray pretty young. And but she also used to like have a lot of blonde highlights. She has lighter coloring than I do. Yep. I have a I have little highlights right now that help the curls kind of pop a little bit, but I am a brunette through and through. I I can't go lighter. So I have to do the roots to hide the gray and you know, I have asked myself who am I doing this for? I am doing it for me. I just don't love the way that the gray looks right yeah. now. Now you have a little bit of a different perspective with the grays. So I let, I'm letting them come in. I get these crazy little white straws all throughout my hair and they're even in my bangs. And every once in a while I'll pluck one that's just flagrant. <laughs> that's just like like literally sticking yeah. off the top of my head I know, or something. They come like in that. like wires. I know. They're crazy looking. But I'm letting it go, mostly for laziness. Yeah. Um, because I don't feel like, you know, I don't like, you know, getting these manicures that I'm getting recently, it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And even getting your hair cut and not doing anything else to it takes a lot of time. I don't have the patience to be sitting in there all day. So it's mostly for laziness and cheapiness that I don't get it done. (laughs) But I like them. I think they're kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And see, mine are coming in in like streaky kind of sections. Yeah. So maybe that's because I can't see yours from here. Oh, you can't. Not that I'm not that I'm looking. That's the thing. I'm not looking at anyone else's grays and I know no one's looking at mine. So I know it's I know it's for me. I definitely don't get them colored as much. Okay, Junie is like really into this conversation. Sorry. She's like Junie all up on me. Us. She's like, stop coloring your hair. Junie is a silent partner, often not so silent, but she's she obsessed goes. with Brooke. Yeah. And she is a real big fan. She really likes this hair conversation. She's got good hair. She's got a little bit of a natural texture. She did. She's not coloring hers. She doesn't need to. She went to the groomers this week. Oh, nice. Yeah, she sometimes gets thorns in her hair, which is a problem I don't have. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm staying away from the thorns. But yeah, I mean, hair is a complicated topic. I like, I even, I sleep with like a satin pillowcase. I do too. I, okay. So I, I feel like such that. a queen. So do I. I love the feel of it. Actually, the whole family has satin pillowcases now because like our whole thing, when I get out of bed in the morning, every, both kids like to fight over my spot. They're like, I want mommy's spot. It's I warm and cozy. I should get one for Isabel too because yes. her hair gets so knotted. Yeah. It does really. Help. It helps though like the wash day, you know, it, it helps it, um, helps prolong okay. a wash yep. with curly tip, hair. At least. And it is cozy. So yeah, the whole family has satin pillowcases now um yeah that's you know it's 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 an adventure being a woman and dealing with the hair trends like I don't feel like I can pay attention to trends anymore with my hair because I tried to do the straight hair trends for so long and they just weren't me yeah I know it's kind of like once you figure out what works just go with it Mm -hmm. like you've got the curly hair and that's working I've got the bangs and that's working and I'm like great check Check. done done not dealing with it anymore well we've solved all the all the world's hair problems there we go Brooke well I'm exhausted from solving that problem so let's take a little break let's do it all right You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. 
Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now back to the show. Amanda, I'm so excited to hear what's sparking joy for you today. So I always love it when two of my favorite people talk. Mm-hmm. And I got tipped off, I don't know by who. It's a really old episode, but somebody was telling me that I should really listen to this episode of Brene Brown on her podcast, Dare to Lead, which mm-hmm. is exclusively on Spotify. She interviewed Abby Wambach. And it was really good. It was a really, really good interview. And she was talking about Abby Wambach's book, Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for those of you who don't know about Brene Brown, she talks a lot about vulnerability and authenticity and shame. And that has a lot to do with our conversation earlier, too, just about sort of owning who you are Mm -hmm. and being much more open and doing you and being comfortable doing you. And, you know, Abby Wambach is this, you know, world champion, Olympian, female soccer player. And one of the things that she said, and, you know, really championing for women's rights. And one of the things that she said early in the podcast that I thought was so fascinating, she was talking about being up on stage um, with Kobe Bryant, one other player that I can't remember. It was um, Manning, one of the Mannings. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, <laughs> who, side note, I'm a big SNL fan, and he's on SNL a lot, and he's hysterical. He's good. Anyway, she talked about they were all three of them, you know, getting this Hall of Fame award, and it was like the pinnacle of their careers. And she realized as she was walking off the stage that they were probably thinking about how to invest their hundreds of millions of dollars that they had. And she was wondering how she was going to pay her mortgage. Right. And she's like a world famous athlete. Yeah. And so it's really interesting. So she, so Brene was interviewing her and they were talking about her new book, or at the time it was new, because I think this episode was a couple years old, Wolfpack. And um, I haven't read it yet, but I'm super excited too. I think it's a pretty short read, but it talks about kind of the old rules of leadership and the new rules of leadership. So like, sim- so, so related to that story, one of the things she talked about was you know, as women were always taught to be grateful, like mm-hmm. as she was standing on that stage, like, oh, I should be so grateful for all of this. And so she's like, the old rule is to be grateful and the new rule is demand what you deserve. Yep. So be grateful and demand what you deserve. So, you know, I'm a Glennon Doyle fan and Amy, Abby Wambach and Glennon Doyle are married and they have a new podcast, We sh- We Can Do Hard Things. And I don't know. So I just love her. I'm excited to learn uh, to read this book. And it's just a really good podcast listen. She's a joy sparker. Well, both all of those women are for sure. It's so funny because we're recording this on a Friday. On Wednesday, we chatted about what we were going to talk about this episode. And you mentioned Abby Wambach and the book Wolfpack. And I was like, oh, I'm on the wait list at the library for the audiobook version. And within a couple hours, it showed up on my phone. I was like, Ooh. serendipity. And it's only a one hour listen. It's a short book, but it's it's an amazing. And I've heard Brene Brown say that it's her favorite book on women's leadership yep. as well. Um, I have not listened to the podcast episode that you're that you're mentioning. So I will have to talk 
um, listen to that. But so I did listen to Wolfpack while I was folding laundry mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. And I finished it on the way to your house here this morning. And it was really good. And yeah. there's Renee so, said she even had her kids listen to it. Her kids are older. But yeah. she said she even had her kids listen to it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's so many little quotable nuggets um, that I, you know, you can bookmark little 30-second snippets of audio. I was bookmarking constantly. It's only a one-hour yeah. listen, but I have 10 bookmarks that I have to go back and write down. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's a really good book, I think, for kids in sports, for women doing anything, trying to break glass ceilings, just trying to embrace who they are, fight for equality. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So, so this is listen. Rela- I know, I'm excited to listen. So yeah. this is related to doing your future self a favor. Yes. So tell us, Brooke, what is something that you do that does your future self a favor? So the first thing that people need to do to do them their future selves a favor is to get a library card. Because mm. one of my- Old school, love old it. Old school, but, but not. Because through your local library, I think most libraries use the Libby um, app. Mm-hmm. And so you can listen to audiobooks um, through the app. You can- uh, reserve ebooks mm-hmm. and it's all free. Libraries are so amazing. Like, I feel like if the library concept weren't around and it was introduced today, people would be like, free community? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what is this? But they are the most amazing resources in our community. And so everybody should have a library card. Get your library card first and then go to, um, you know, your whatever your library system is. And get the Libby app if they have it, or find out what other like ebook. Because yeah, I think Libby app. is like a national thing, it right? Is. And then you all you have to do is just link up. You in order to do it, you have to link up your different libraries. Yes, yeah. And there's so many friends of mine that like that I know are readers. That I'm like, oh, you know, have you gotten this book yet? They're like, oh no, I'm you know waiting. I've been spending too much money on books. I'm like, just go to the library. They're like, I don't have a library card. It's like what? Just go. And it honestly, takes five minutes. I yeah. know. It takes five minutes. It's free. Um, and there's just so many amazing resources. And one other tip that I learned a few years ago, if you – so if you live in the state of Pennsylvania, which many of our listeners probably do yep. because that's where we are, um, if you have a library card from anywhere in the state of Pennsylvania, you can also apply for a Philadelphia free library card yep, as well. I have that. I have that as well. And in the Libby app, you can link multiple library cards. Correct. There's also other libraries, like I think, um, I don't know if it's the New York Public Library. Like there's some libraries that you can pay a small fee per year to access their system. Ooh. And so that you can then get another library card as well. Right. Because the way that it works is each library has a certain number of licenses Correct. for the ebook. So yes. say the Delaware County Library has 10 licenses and there's 40 people waiting for that book. And then Philadelphia Library has 15. Li- and then so basically you can, you know, see where the wait time is least or yes. whatever and then choose to yeah. put it on hold there. You can search for a book. You can tap on the little icon for that like each library has a little different color code yep. and I see which one has the shortest wait and I get on a wait list. Or if it's a book that's currently available, but I don't have time to read it yet, I tag it as wish list so I can come back and reserve it later. Yep. Um, and it's just, it's so great. It's so user-friendly. If there's a book that 
comes up that I've been waiting for, but I'm like, uh, I'm in the middle of reading something else. I'm not ready to give that back yet. You can easily like readjust your timeline. Like, please send me this book again in three weeks. Yeah. It might not be exact because they're going to push the yeah. next person in line up. And so sometimes like it's, it's a little iffy. You're not going to get it that exact day, but it's such a great system. I, I love books. I love supporting authors, but I also read like I read, I think, 41 books last year, including audiobooks. And that does get expensive. Yeah. And so the books that I can get through the library system, I do. I try to support authors in other ways by sharing with friends, you know, books that I recommend. Yeah. Um, if it's a book that's like, you know, self-published, I do try to purchase that. But if you're if you're a voracious reader or audiobook listener, there is just nothing better than utilizing your library system. And they want you to use it. Oh, use yeah. It. yeah. I know. I know. So it's step so one, get your library card if you don't already have it. Step two, get the Libby app and link it. Yes. yes. And also get an e-reader. Like my best friend who lives in Austria, Nicole, she um, she's the kind of person that loves a book, like a physical book to hold yeah, in her hands. Yeah. And I did as well. But we've, as we've discussed on this podcast, I live in a fairly small home and I just try not to have like like books that I've read that I'm not going to read again. I don't keep them around. Yeah. So either I'll donate them to like the little free library on our block or, um, you know, like I've just, I've really embraced the eBooks because I can have several on my Kindle at once. Yes. And just bring it when I'm on the go and whatever I'm in the mood to read because I, I sometimes I have like a few different books going at once. So I do like the versatility of the Kindle. I've had my Kindle for 12 years. I know. It is like the most basic They're so model. durable. They are. And all it does is like the only thing I can do on it is read books, which right. I love. So it's, it's like, not distracting. I'm not going to get distracted by right. looking at social media. It's but I do like white. so like I've got the Kindle app on my iPad and the Kindle app on my phone. So I'm trying to get a little bit better that like if I'm you know sitting and waiting somewhere for ten or fifteen minutes instead of scrolling social media or instead of scrolling you know you know doom scrolling the news I'll open you can open up your book that you're reading the yes. ebook and it will sync yes so that the next time you go to the other device it'll say you're on page two thirty two on Amanda's iPhone do you want to sync to that page so I really like that too yeah I love it it's and just... our, our our phones are big these days so yeah. it's not necessarily uncomfortable to read on your phone yeah I still never I don't have the Kindle app on my phone I don't really ever read on my phone just the backlighting isn't as good for your yeah. eyes. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I prefer my old school Kindle for that sure. has like the most beat up case in the universe. It's like if people see it, they're like, ooh. <laughs> but it's like they don't even make cases to fit my Kindle anymore. It's so old. It has the little keyboard on it. It's not even like a touch screen. I know. I can't believe yours still so work though. Mine, I had mine and, um, you know, it had like the physical buttons and it yeah. had the keyboard and I loved it, but it stopped working. Like yeah. one day it just wouldn't turn on anymore. And then so my husband got me a new Kindle and I was like, where are the buttons? Yeah. He's like, no, it's touchscreen. I'm like, no, I need buttons. Yeah. He's like, they don't make those anymore. So it was sad. devastating. It'll be a sad day when mine stops working. But um, we'll have a little, we'll bury it in the backyard, have yeah. a little ceremony. We will. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's my tip. If, if Especially if you're um, someone who doesn't read a lot now, I think it's a great way to ease back into like having a reading routine is to support your local library. There's just so many great books in the world. 
Yeah. The only con of it is that a lot of times, depending on the library, you only have two or three weeks. Yeah. So you do kind of have to be a quick reader because if there are other people waiting for the book, you can't just be like, oh, I need more time. You have to kind of give the book back and wait for it to be your turn again. So that's the the tricky part. I think the two-week turnaround uh, or like loan period is – better for audiobooks in that sense because yeah you can get through those i can get through audiobooks like through a few car rides yeah um so yeah maybe you just listen to audiobooks that way and you buy ebooks you know but go get a library card if you don't have one and libraries have amazing resources sorry i'm going on and on here but libraries our local library has memberships to local museums and stuff that you Mm -hmm. can borrow um I think some libraries even have – you can go rent out tools for your home. Like, yeah. I mean, libraries are amazing. Just I know. support them. And, you know, we support ours by, um, you know, donating when we can and paying the late fees on the kid, on the books <laughs> that my kids take out that we forget to return on time. So I know. Like yeah. the 25 cents, I'm like, go into a good cause. Yep. I'm like, just please take this $10 for the book that we lost <laughs> and <laughs> put it towards something good. I know. I kind of miss libraries. We used to go to them so much more when Isabel was littler. Yeah. And we don't go as much anymore. But I was such a library geek when I was little. And I'm super – yeah, I love – I love even like the crinkle of the plastic mm-hmm. of the library books. You're getting me in the mood to go yeah. to the library. Just go to the library and browse. Yeah. And library are amazing people yeah. and they just want to help you find the perfect book yeah yeah Go all right the library the okay. library all right all right brooke this was fun this was so fun what it hair abby wambach and libraries i mean just covered it, it fresh <laughs> and exciting here <laughs> all, right. all right we'll See talk you guys to you next time bye bye thank you so much for listening to this episode of good enough ish We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish or email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com. You can also support this podcast by joining our Patreon community at patreon.com slash goodenoughish. Thanks for listening. Bye.